morning on this Tuesday, April 28th, 2020. How are we enduring in the Lord? How are we growing up in the Lord? Are we recognizing His voice? Are we taking this uh, hiatus of um, this warning, this uh, what what are uh, too many uh, human Educated professionals are calling a new virus when viruses and plagues and famous, famous and pestilences have been around for thousands of years and they were all used as a warning, as a chastening tool by the Lord. If only, oh, how First Corinthians uh, chapter 1 does speak truth. For what is occurring today, how in man's wisdom, and that man doesn't just mean male gender, means humanity as in male and females, um, wisdom is foolishness unto God. If we would only just repent and turn back towards the Lord, we would see what possibly is the purpose for this if you go also go back into chapters and verses such as Matthew 24 and <clears throat> see that Jesus himself Lord himself prophesied that in the last days that will be the closer we get until the day of the Lord there will be an ever-increasing number of famines, pestilences, uh, and plagues, and other destructive uh, happenings. Uh, people were seeing it, were blessed. You think this is, you think this is irony or coincidence? Look at the year, the number of this year, 2020. 2020 means... Perfection in eyes, whether you wear corrective lenses or not. Well, guess what? Our eyes, for we were lost and now we are saved. For we were blind, blinded by Satan, by our, our former father, Satan. And now our eyes have been unveiled. The scales have fallen off our eyes. Well, guess what? We have corrective lenses for us to say, we look right now through... <clears throat> the temporary corrective lenses of this fleshly nature. But now we have additional set of eyes in Christ Jesus. Only in Christ Jesus. No other religion. No other God. Except the God that made the name of Jesus above every name. If we would just bow down to him. Surrender to him. Don't bow down to me. Don't bow down to bosses. Don't bow down to any king or leader or prime minister. Bow down to one person. Person of Jesus Christ. Philippians chapter 2 reminds us. His name was made. The name above every other name. Oh there will be a time. When every single human being. Those that have gone before us and those that are in front of us right now will bow down towards him. They're probably saying in, with their lips, I will never bow down to Jesus. Yes, you will. You either willingly do it now and recognize that he is Lord through his love and his grace. Or you will bow down later when you face him on the judgment seat. As if he doesn't want us. 
to face him then. He wants us to come to him now. During this time of grace and mercy. This is just the age of grace and mercy. This age will pass away and come to a completion. There will be another one. Okay, somebody needed to hear that. Because <laughs> that was not what originally I was impressed upon my heart to see. Uh, back around the end of March 25th, 26th, I was praying. I was in Chronicles. You're probably saying, who goes into Chronicles? True followers, the whole council of God, uh, for those ministers and ministries <clears throat> that only think, well, only the New Testament is relevant, you're deceived. And if you keep propagating deception, then you're a false prophet and a false teacher on top of it. Don't do that. It's like 4 30 in the morning, a quiet time with the Lord. And he, like, showed me through the scripture <clears throat> when I got to First Corinthians, First Chronicles 17.3 predominantly, or actually 5 and 6, but the context, part of it is 10 through 14. It actually goes through verse 12. I'm not going to read it all. I encourage you to read it yourself. Um, he got me thinking. Where was the foolishness that some, and it is foolishness because we've stopped hearing the Lord Jesus' voice, our shepherd, our chief shepherd, our chief cornerstone, uh, the, well actually God's chief cornerstone, not ours, uh, he's either that we are just an additional stone with him as believers, we are his temple, his building. So where did the foolishness come from that God told, thinking that God told them to build, go out and build an illustrious building, an illustrious structure? It's not in his word. Let me just show you the scriptures that he put. I think I guess, well, kind of a long title. But um, I guess I'll have to title it, um, Are We to Really to Build Church Buildings? But this is the question that the Lord impressed upon my heart and shared it with y'all. Did Jesus Christ really send people to build a church building or to make disciples? Uh, hello, Matthew 28. To make disciples, you won't see any, you can't see anywhere in the scripture which says to put up a building. He's got two promises for us. Uh, as long as we have clothing and, uh, food. That's it. Now he knows we need shelter from the rain. It doesn't have to be our own home. Says not matter of fact, he warns us. I've already been showing that lesson. That lesson's already out there. If you would just take the time instead of go after your false prophets, false teachers, and just see. And I'm not saying I'm perfect, but just go and be like the Bereans. Take the lesson that he entrusted with me that's out there about debt, especially house debt. He doesn't approve any debt. I've fallen into it. Several times. Everybody I know has fallen into that trap of the devil. And there's consequences when the Lord delivers us from it. Eventually. He always delivers us from it. But sometimes it's forever. Look how many times the Israelites, our first brothers and sisters, God's firstborn. 
<coughs> and the firstborn always gets the larger of the two blessings because they were first. But Jesus said himself, he's got, he's now have two people that he has to bring, Jews and Gentiles. Because everybody, and in Christ, we are one. Okay, that's another lesson. And I get off on a little tangent. I like rabbit trails. Um, I guess an under lesson. And then the answer to that question was, as you will see in what the Holy Spirit recently taught me, the answer is we are not to focus on fixed physical buildings, which will all be destroyed on the day of the Lord. But rather the preaching of the gospel of Jesus Christ and making disciples. So the answer to building a building is no. Kind of a long answer. Probably that was me. Uh, I guess we're going to start with, um, kind of went through what order here. Hebrews chapter 5. And we'll go back to there because it refers to Moses. And then we're going to go back to the context of that in Moses. Um, Hebrews chapter 5. And I use the um, NASB version. It's just like. Who said this is like I said, this is only one verse out there. Read the whole context, please. Who serve a copy and a shadow of the heavenly things, just as Moses was warned by God that when he was about to erect the tabernacle, um, for see, he says that you make all things according to the pattern which was shown you on the mountain. The Moses was on Mount Sinai. That mountain has had three names in the Bible. I don't remember them all. Uh, Mount Horeb was one of them. Mount Sinai was one of them. And I don't remember the other one. Uh, but I remember it's three when the Lord showed that to me. Another one. You send me a message out there and I'll see if I can have time to get it. Or you can actually study the Bible for yourself. I encourage you to do that to know the Lord. Um, and remember, that first tabernacle was a tent. The Levites, the uh, religious you know, people, so to speak, they didn't have any land. They had portions of it that was given from each of the other 11 tribes, uh, descendants. But they didn't have a physical portion. Their portion was the Lord. That was the command for the tribe of Levites. They were in charge of the tent. Every time they moved in the wilderness. Now that wilderness time was supposed to be shorter than it was. But because that generation. They chose to listen to the tent that um, looked at God's land as. Um, caffeine. Sorry. Um, Oh, we can't take down those people. Yeah, you can't when you look through our own eyes. But God is bigger than the people of the that is currently in the land that you were going there. And when Joshua was used by God to lead him into the land, it wasn't Joshua and the army of Israelites that took him out. It was God through them because they obeyed him. Says, "Okay, Lord, we can't." Okay, boy, things just seem to be foxy this morning. A little fox just ran across the parking lot. He's kind of cute, but I'm not going to go play with him. Okay. Okay, a little side note there. I think I give a little humor. So, uh, Okay, that caught my eyes. Okay, away from the distraction. Um, but that was a shadow of the things. What did actually Moses see, I wonder? He obviously was in God's presence. Um, 
which God wants us all to be. And now, for those that are in Christ Jesus, washed by his blood, crucified with him on the cross, we've come on the other side of the cross. Now, if you we've had been, he wants you to get up now from the cross and walk on the other side, arise on the other side. Our fleshy nature is still walking around this world. But now our spiritual na nature is in Christ Jesus. The two of them will come about later. Um, come together later on. <laughs> Soon, actually. That's why we have to look above so we can connect our nature. Okay, Lord, what do you want? Where do you want this temple to go? Where do you want this portion to go? These temporary temples now, we are the temple. We're going to get to that eventually. Uh, let's go to the next verse. It kind of refers back to Exodus chapter 40, 36 through 38. Throughout all their journeys, whenever the cloud was taken up, cloud represented God and the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is like when the cloud rolls up and started moving, that means the Israelites, the people of God, were to move with them. Now we have the Holy Spirit in us now. Uh, not necessarily the physical manifestation. Don't get caught up in those very deceptive teachings to think, oh, it's a physical manifestation. The Holy Spirit does manifest Himself in us and through us. Not in this way anymore. Don't get caught up on deceptive teachers like that. Mm-mm-mm. Okay. Okay. Whenever the cloud was taken up from... Over the tabernacle, the sons of Israel would set out. But if the cloud was not taken up, then they did not set out until the day <clears throat> when it was taken up. That's how God moved his people by then. So, yeah, that was kind of a physical, but that was only temporary. That's why the Old Testament now has been replaced with the New Covenant, the New Testament. Uh, for throughout all their journeys, the cloud of the Lord was on the tabernacle by day, and there was a fire in it. By night, in the sight of all the house of Israel, all the children of God saw it. It was not just for those high and mighty priests. I said that. Okay, that was a little sarcasm there. You know, turned around as a humor. Uh, if a brother of Christ is listening to this, I am sitting down. You know, I'm a sit down comic, so sorry. Um, so again, remember, that tabernacle went with the Lord. So why are we <clears throat> actually did I use that one? Gotta check my orders here. Sorry about that. <clears throat> no, I don't have corona. Another cold because these temperatures are going stupid. Um uh, praise God for them. Next verse and we'll kinda of run through a little bit because I got quite a bit of verses here. Numbers two two and two seventeen. The sons of Israel shall camp each by his own standard with the banners of their father's household. They shall camp around the tent of meeting at a distance. <clears throat> the Israelites had, God is a God of order. Everything had to be, if you go back in the Old Testament and you study how they marched, which tribe was, um, when they sat down for the night, when they set up their tents, they set up as a family. <clears throat> Judah, uh, Reuben, the family of Reuben, family of Judah, uh, Levites were in the middle with the tent, you know, the priests, uh, I'm not going to mention them all, Ishakar, I'm not mentioning them all because I don't feel like it, uh, 
and I don't wake up until Friday and Saturday or Saturday Sunday. Then the tent meetings should set out with the camp. They all had when they bed down at night, when they camp for the day or two, whatever the Lord was speaking to them at that time, uh, to eat and to sleep and to rest. They had to sit down in a certain order. Like Judah was at this point related to the tent in this corner, say. Another one was on the side of this tent. Another one was on the other side. Another <coughs> one was on the front. Remember, there was 12 tribes. <coughs> Tribe of Levi was in the middle. <coughs> so it's the same thing today. God is a God of order. That's why <coughs> you're not going to hear anybody legitimately speaking <coughs> in tongues. Even though it may have an interpreter in the midst of the preaching of the word. God's not going to interrupt the preaching and teaching of his word. Never has. You walk into a church and see that. I would probably get up without knocking anybody down. And run out the door saying bye. Okay I probably wouldn't say bye. I just won't even look back saying uh, I'm out of here. Because that's not God in Jesus Christ. That's Satan. God may want you, uh, may want you to say blasphemy. It's not biblical. Goodbye. Uh, but carefully make sure you hear that first. Because you're not going to hear that jumping around in the middle of teaching his word. He's not going to interrupt the teaching of his word. Uh, that need to be said for somebody. I don't know who. Then now we're going to go back to, uh, the base one, First Chronicles 17, 5, 6. So I kind of set the, uh, base here a little bit as far as the building. <coughs> The key verse we're going to focus on is First Chronicles 17, 5 and 6. For I I have not dwelt, I as the Lord God, that's who they're speaking to, have not dwelt in a house since the day I, God brought him up, brought up Israel to this day. Now this was probably thousands of years after they left, after Israel, after, I mean, after uh, the Exodus, after they were in the land, lost the land. In the land. And no, actually. No, they went in. Were they in the land? Yeah, I think they were in the land. Yeah, I tried to pass Joshua. Yeah, they were in the land, but they hadn't had a template yet. A temporary structure yet. It was still the tents. <clears throat> but I have gone from tent to tent. And from one dwelling place to another. Uh, people. You're going to see later. We are the temple of God. It's not that he jumped from me to you, brother or sister. He's in us all at once. God can do that. Satan can't. That's why he has a plethora of angels himself. They're called demons is another term for him. That was a third of or a fourth of, I keep forgetting. I've heard a couple of teachings on it. I probably should memorize which one it is, actually. Matter of fact, Remember, prompt me on that one. Um, he took a third of, when it says he took a third of the stars, that means he took a third of the angels with him. Third or a fourth of the angels with him that walked away from God. <laughs> Those are called fallen angels. They're demonic. They can't get back in. They chose to go back. They chose to walk away from God. They chose to follow Satan. So there's no repentance for them. Us are still repentance and confession. In all places where I have walked with all Israel. He didn't say they disobeyed, but God still walked with them. 
He walks with us. It's when we listen to him and obey him. Now he'll go silent and he'll stop moving. Even though we may still be moving until we realize, uh, I'm not hearing the voice of the Lord or it sounds distant. It's not him that moves. It's us. If we listen faith, he may, I'm not saying he's going to say this, but he may be saying, uh, son, a daughter, why are you way up there? I stopped because I want to teach you something or show you something or do something in you and through you. Why are you going way up there? I didn't tell you to go up there. Get back here. <clears throat> that means repent and turn. Okay, I'm back with you, Lord. There's consequences to that. Whatever, whatever happened from when we moved ahead of God or moved away from God, He'll forgive us, wash, wipe us clean again, wipe the saint clean. But there's going to be consequences, which He takes us through us. He takes us through them as a lesson, saying, "What happens when you don't listen to me?" Okay, that was for me too. Uh. In all places where I want to have I spoken a word with any of the judges? <coughs> Chronicles is the time when the kings were still being adjusted. Now he was moving from the judges to the kings. Judges were similar to leaders where they oversaw. Because God always has at least one or two, a group of overseers. Today we call them pastor and elders. Uh, <coughs> they're supposed to be hearing God vessel in leading them not all of them are doing it nowadays they're still going on stuff that people heard from a while ago uh don't do that because that's not from god whom i we can use that for examples when it's related in his word whom i commanded to shepherd my people saying why have you not built for me a house of cedar uh, he was actually talking to David here at this point, actually. Uh, First Chronicles, if we go back and study 17. He never told him. He never said, go ahead and build it. He didn't tell. He erected the tabernacle that we see that was a form of it. but And that was the one that was built. But that was a tent to be taken up and taken down as they moved. No wonder uh, the priest of old had to be younger and not about 50 because they needed to have a little bit more younger strength to take that stuff down and put that stuff back up. That ain't the priesthood today. Well, priesthood today is based on Jesus Christ. It's not based on just you can't, you, there's nothing saying you can't be over 50. People that follow that pray and I know somebody that I know a brother that's doing that and he's propagating that. He said, well, it always has to be the younger. That's not biblical. Not rightly divided. Okay, that's a warning for somebody. Next, we're going to go look at First Chronicles seventeen ten through fourteen. <clears throat> Even when the day that I commanded judges to be over my people Israel. Now it's going to sound like it's the same thing, but no, this is still verse ten. And I will subdue all your enemies. That's what God does when we obey Him. Moreover, I tell you. That the Lord will build a house for you. Notice the saying the Lord will build. When your days are fulfilled. Again he's still that yours David. He's still talking to King David here. David was coming near the end of his life. Are fulfilled. That means when the time of his death. 
that you must go to be with your fathers. That means he's going in the grave. His body is going in the grave. His spirit is with the Lord now. And he is at, even all the messed ups he did, he, he repented of them and he's still with the Lord. That I will set up one of your descendants after you who will be of your sons and I will establish his kingdom. Some people have taught or maybe even today still teach that that was Solomon. That is not correct as God showed me and that's coming up. He will build for me. Now, if they just go to the next set of verses, it would make sense. And I didn't catch this. I've read this because I've read through the Bible a couple of times, studied it. He will build for me a house. No one's saying he. That he is Jesus Christ, not Solomon. And I, again, that I is still God. God the Father. I will establish his throne forever. Solomon never had a throne. Uh, he had it through a temporary throne because he was the appointed, next appointed king. Yeah, Saul, David, and um, Solomon. But that was temporary throne. He messed up big time and lost it. His throne wasn't forever. This evidence is that one because that's coming up in Kings. I will be his father and he will be my son. Who's the son of God? Hello. And I will not take my loving kindness away from him as I took it from him who was before you. Who was before David? Jesus. But my eyes were open on that one after I got done crying and repenting and confessing the Lord. But I will settle him in my house and in my kingdom. It's all about the kingdom of God, people. It's not about building your own little kingdoms in my little kingdom. Forever. You see that in Daniel too. Jesus was building his kingdom from the beginning, before the foundation of the earth. And his throne shall be established forever. Solomon's throne wasn't established forever. David wasn't established forever. He was said he would reign, rule and reign forever. Because eternity is uh, forever. Uh, we got a little comments on this one. Okay, this might be a normal non-American sermon. Now I'm not going. Actually, I did put the verses here. Okay, again, they think in verse 11 is being Solomon who built. Now he built a temple. Remember that temple was destroyed by uh, Nebuchadnezzar by Babylon because they disobeyed God and they were starting to burn bad fire and bad incense. And then Solomon walked away by his the gods of his wives. Go to First Kings eleven eleven and First Kings six twelve. Clearly speaks against this. First Kings six twelve says concerning this house which you are building, if you will walk in my statutes and execute my ordinances and keep all my commandments by walking them, then I will carry out my word with you, which I have spoken. Now this is God speaking to Solomon. Now I have spoken to David your father. First Kings eleven eleven says. So the Lord said to Solomon, because you have done this, that means this is after he strayed from God. He went after foreign lives, foreign gods, and you have not kept my covenant and my statutes, which I have commanded you. I will surely tear the kingdom from you and will give it to your servant. Servant. That servant was his son, Rehoboam. 
Yeah, I have a hard time pronouncing these Old Testament names. Do you? That's okay. God doesn't care too much about that. You know, we just practice them if we say them enough. But do we really have to say them enough? No, that's not the point. Um, does that sound like it's a turn? Go back to the original verses in 17. It sounds like an eternal kingdom? No. Now we're going to jump to Hebrews 9, 9, 11. Reminds us. But when Christ appeared as a high priest. Now, Jesus Christ is the high priest. There is no other now. Of the good things to come. Not here yet. This is in Hebrews now. He entered through the greater and more perfect tabernacle. Not made with hands. That is to say, not of this creation. Remember, Jesus is called the cornerstone. Those are all them. We'll live a whole bunch of them. I'm read them all. He is the cornerstone for the building. We are his body. We are his temple. I'll just refer to those at the end. And this may be the end. And verses that also back up this is Daniel 2, chapter 2, 34 and 35. And I'm not going to read these. John focus verse on 2.18. But the context is 19 through 21. Matthew 16.16. 16, Jesus was telling Peter. Who do you say I am? And Peter by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. I've heard a deceptive teaching. It wasn't intentional false teaching. That one there. But it was deceptive teaching. Said. Yeah well they didn't have the spirit then. Excuse me. The spirit was all over Peter when he said that. I think it just happened, Peter. It could have been any of the other 11. Uh, but it just happened to be Peter. Because Peter was appointed leader at that particular time. Yeah, the one with the biggest mouth. And similar to me. Uh, and sometimes lets his tongue went every which way but the right way. Uh, Jesus is the Christ. In Hebrew, in Judaism, that means the anointed one. He is the Christ of God. He is their Messiah. I mean, he's still our Messiah too. For us, he's Lord and Savior. To the Jews, he's the Messiah. The promised Messiah from as far back as Genesis chapter 3. 1 Corinthians 3, 16 and 17. Jesus is the chief cornerstone. Revelation 21, 22 does not show a physical temple. God the Father and God the Son and the Holy Spirit are, is the temple. And we are his body. We need to start acting like his body and not looking at the body. Now, if we have a building, yeah, there's a little bit of caretaking in it, but don't dwell in it. Don't let your life revolve around the building. Be the building. Isaiah 28, 16. Again, I'm not going to read all these. Ezekiel 28, 13. Luke 20, 17. And 1 Peter 2 and 7. Focusing on verses 4 through 6. In the following passages that all speak about the cornerstone. Jesus is it. Every house has got to have a, a part of the foundation as a cornerstone. The design which is being built. Jesus is it. You can have a temporary church building, but don't let it run, run. I believe I've recently heard, it may have been a prophetic, I'm not positive yet, I haven't backed this up with scripture yet, but, oh, this may be it. There's a shaking going on. One of the things that could be shook is our buildings, our idols. 
our salvation is in Lord is in the Lord Jesus Christ. That can't be shook, and that won't be shook. So why are we holding on to stuff that can be shook? God will get it out of our hands. He doesn't do it because He hates us. He does it because He loves us, and it's killing us. The following passage reminds us that every single human made human made building your home, your overpriced home. That the builders and the realtors lied to you about the price. And the prior seller was caught in Satan's lie. Saying, oh, it's worth this. No, it ain't. wasn't worth it when you paid it. Uh, as well as other things will be removed. Will be burnt up on the day of the Lord. Ooh, that's a typo. Uh, I didn't read your typo. Day the Lord set up. It's Matthew twenty four one and two, Mark thirteen one and two, Second Peter three ten through twelve. You got too many people today that will just grab one or two verses and say, "Oh, I'm going to claim that," and it makes the whole thing. God tells us and warns us in His Word. Remember to seek the whole counsel of God. You got people that are seeking elders, teachers. That's what we're supposed to do because I do love them. I don't hate them. I ran across those that are deceived and I was a dummy. I didn't confirm it. The Bereans, when Paul preached to them, they just didn't take his word for it, knowing he was from God and the Lord Jesus Christ. They went and looked it up in the scriptures. They obviously had it. If somebody tells you a scripture, look it up. They could be opening in the Bible but making sure they're reading the right verse because anybody can turn the wrong page. I can screw up making a mistake and slap me and correct me saying, you sure that was the verse? Dang, you're right. Thank you for that. Hey, you're listening. You're following the Lord. Keep doing that. Don't stop doing that. Or, but then look at the verse saying, wait a minute, that's not what the context is saying here. And then we look back if we look at his whole study, his whole word. See, people say, oh, I don't have time for that. I got to make money. I got to support my family. I got to support my house. Then people that say stuff like that, Jesus may not be Lord. That's not my call. That's the Lord's call. You need to verify it. You say stuff like that, you may not right be saved. Go into 2 Corinthians 13, 5 and see if you're in the faith. See if you pass the test. I get scared every time I go there. I don't know why. Sometimes I do. Maybe the enemy trying to get me scared. Until the Lord says, You're mine. <laughs> and I'm going to do with you as I please. According to my will. Remember, we got to lay our will down. As Jesus laid his will down in a God that confessed to me. It's that damn word again. Why couldn't they use regular words? <laughs> like me. I'm a simple person. <laughs> it was for prayer. It means something. Uh, in closing... When the Lord showed me this lesson back beginning on the 25th and 26th, I was pondering and praying regarding what one of his lessons may be for us as his body here predominantly in this awesome nation called America, but also for his body throughout all the earth. We have one body throughout the earth. There are brothers and sisters in other countries that are going through similar stuff, if not worse. That, should have put my finger on it, that's for approximately the past hundred years or so, maybe more, maybe less, we have been focused too much on constructing buildings and trusting in future money. That's called debt, people. 
through the misuse of mortgages which come from this world. You won't see. Look at the word mortgages and debt structures and see if it lines up with scripture. It, it won't do it. Instead of focusing on Jesus and, and in building. Make, Jesus is the only one that builds his temple, builds his kingdom. We don't do it. We make disciples once he brings them in. And by bringing them into salvation. Oh, that was the end of it. Okay. So let me encourage you with that. Father God, forgive us. Forgive me for focusing on structures, for focusing on the vehicles, focusing on the homes that I had. I thank you for those seasons when you allowed a home, Father God. You know, we thank you for that time. We thank you for the covering, keeping us from the rain and the storms <clears throat> and the ice storms. Uh, but thank you for the reminding us that that is only a temporary vessel. Uh, temporary. Thank you, Lord, that now we are are the our bodies, individual bodies, are the temple. And now, by your shed blood, shedding of the blood for us, covering us, washing us clean with your blood, now you're putting us on a nail path to bring us home, and you're walking with us day by day. You give us rest. You give us places to sleep, whether it's in family's house helping them, or whether it's in friends' homes, or whether it's in a tent, or whether it's in a recreational vehicle, okay, or whether it's in... A big house or a small house out there that it's only temporary, Father God. Let us not focus on that. Let us go in as we go in and out for the particular jobs that you give us for this season, Lord. We thank you for them. We thank you for the provision. We can't do, we can't even do our jobs unless you give us the power and the skill and the strength. The skill doesn't come from man. The skill come, man or woman. The skill comes from you and through you, Lord Jesus. I thank you for every vessel. Thank you that you are our healer, Father God. Thank you for those particular physicians that know that. That know they're not the healers. They're not the young medical professionals, but you are the only healer. Thank you, Lord, that you are our refuge from the storm. You are our strength. Lord, we thank you and we praise you, Lord, and we repent this day, Father God, in Jesus' name. Amen. Love y'all.